It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN. Get me on Twitter at Dan Grasa, G-R-A-C-A. Remember, no show for us tomorrow night because we got Ranger hockey. Season opener against Tampa Bay Lightning. I'll be actually a part of the broadcast, but no actual show for us like we normally do. We'll be back Wednesday at 7 o'clock, and we'll do a 90-minute program for you leading into game number two, Padres and the Dodgers in the NLDS. So that being said, and we talked about the Jets, and we'll get back to the Jet calls here in just a little bit. How about the Giants, right? I, I mean, okay, the Jets are turning heads a little bit. They're surprising. There's a case to be made that there is not a single team in the National Football League that is more of a surprise than what the New York Football Giants have done so far through the first five weeks of the season. Four and one is four and one, folks. You could tell me who's playing, who's not playing, who they beat, who they didn't beat, where the games were, yada, 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 all those things. But with a new coaching staff, with a roster that really did not have many additions in the offseason for obvious reasons because of the mistakes made by the former regime. This team wasn't supposed to be 4-1. and one. They weren't supposed to be this good. This team wasn't supposed to pitch a second-half shutout against Aaron Rodgers. I don't care whether the game was in London, Lambeau, in your backyard. It don't matter. That guy didn't score in the second half of the game. The New York Giants are the surprise of the National Football League for all the right reasons through five weeks. Not even the Dallas Cowboys with Cooper Rush winning four games. I mean, think about the cast of characters they had at wide receiver yesterday in that game. Marcus Johnson. Who? Nice to see Darius Slayton make plays. Darius Slayton's been a forgotten man for the last couple of years. Where's he been? No bother. Doesn't matter. And how about the fight? How about the resiliency from this football team yesterday? You're down 10 nothing. You're down 17 to 3. You're down 20 to 10 in the second half against the Packers. And you win the game? I don't care if you sit here and debate whether or not it would have been the same exact score if it was in Lambeau Field and it was a true home field advantage for the Packers. Doesn't matter. That's where the game was played yesterday. Both teams had to deal with it. And those two long touchdown drives in the second half that they orchestrated, including that 91-yard drive, which I think took some of the sales out of that Packers team, to be quite honest with you. This year was about two things with the Giants. And none of them are really wins and losses. To me, this is gravy. This is a bonus. It was about Brian Dayball, the head coach, putting his stamp on this football team implementing a culture, and it was also about the the quarterback, evaluating once and for all what you had in Daniel Jones, and more importantly for this new coaching staff to evaluate what they had in Daniel Jones. Is he the quarterback of the future? Is he somebody that we want to work with moving forward? I got to be honest with you. Yesterday, 
even though the stat sheet maybe doesn't jump off the page and he didn't score a touchdown per se, all things considered, fact that he was on a bum ankle, he was obviously less than 100%, couldn't even finish last week's game. That was as good a game as I've seen Daniel Jones play since he's been the Giant quarterback. Seriously. 100%. No doubt. Used his legs more in the second half because you know why? They had to. Because they weren't getting anything going offensively. And with the bootlegs and the other things that Brian Dayball has incorporated into this offense, the motions, the misdirections, Daniel Jones' mobility has been something that they've been able to take advantage of. And in the second half, he put that on display. I don't know where his ankle was at. I don't know what percent healthy he was feeling. But he didn't look any worse for the wear out on the field. Guy completed 13 to 14 passes in the second half of that game. Played fantastic. Gutty effort. I still can't sit here and say definitively whether or not he's the quarterback of the future for the Giants. I, I, I can't. Right? That's why they play 17 games. You have some more time to evaluate this stuff. But he was awesome yesterday. Awesome. The defense. Pitching the shutout in the second half, like we said, against the Packers, against the league MVP the last two years, less than 100%, guys that you're missing on that defense. The linebacker unit is basically like a mashup unit. Still no Leonard Williams again yesterday. The dudes in that secondary are balling out. And the coaching staff is to be commended, whether it's not just Brian Dayball, Wink Martindale on the defensive side of the ball, you got to be thrilled if you're a Giant fan. Absolutely thrilled. Saquon Barkley coming back from injury in that game yesterday. Left for a while with a shoulder. You don't know what the status is. You don't know if he's going to be able to play. You don't know if this is going to be like a couple of weeks thing. Like, oh, and he was having such a great year. You're right. Still having a great year. And then that big 40-yard catch and run that he breaks off changes the complexion of this football game on the game-winning drive in that last quarter. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. You know, I, I say it so often, and I'll keep repeating it because both of these football teams right now fit the bill. If you're a fan, the most satisfying seasons that you get to enjoy are the ones where your team wasn't really expected to do much before it got started. I mean, what was the ceiling for the Giants this year? What was the over-under? It was like seven, seven and a half. I thought it was crazy that it was higher than the Jets. But it was around there. You know, new coach, cap constraints, all those things. You couldn't be, like, overly optimistic. Jets were only, like, five and a half by the Vegas people. They're going to shoot past that one. That was a layup. I could have told you that. But you look at the NFC East standings right now. Giants, four and one. Cowboys, four and one. Eagles, five and oh. It's like, what year is this? All these teams together at the same time are, dare I say, good? Except for Washington, but they're a disaster. And you hear what Ron Rivera said today, by the way. Oof. Not exactly a, a, a glowing, ringing endorsement for one Carson Wentz. I can promise you that. <laughs> but the Giants don't got to worry about that. You're the Giants. You enjoy this win. Enjoy this 4-1 start. And looky, looky, look who's coming to the Meadowlands on Sunday. The Baltimore Ravens. Another really, really good test. A Ravens team, by the way, which is beatable. They already came up here, beat the Jets week one. But the Ravens could be had. Even though the Ravens have actually played better this year on the road than they have at home for some odd reason, but they have. But the Giants can hang in this game. And remember, Wink Martindale, your defensive coordinator, knows Lamar Jackson and his tendencies and the guys on that offense inside and out. 
practiced against them for the last, I don't know how many years. And then after the Raven game, you got the Jaguars. You got the Seahawks. You got the Texans. You got the Lions. I mean, the Giants aren't going to win all of those games, but they're going to win some of them. Giants could head into that final month of the season, as crazy as it sounds, with maybe seven wins. I, I mean, what what reality is this? Seven wins going into December? And then it's, let's make a mush to the playoffs. Who was talking about that before the season started? Not I. We thought that maybe Daniel Jones wouldn't even be the quarterback by December. Even though they didn't really have anybody worthwhile to take his spot, but you get my point. Would he be able to even survive? Dayball looks like the real deal. I know we've seen a lot of coaches who've had great first seasons, and then they've kind of like flamed out after that. I don't know. Giants might have got this one right. So much so that now when you look at the Giants, when you watch them play on Sundays and you're having conversations about them like you and I are having right now, you almost forget the disaster that was the last four or five years. You kind of almost do. Because it looks like they got somebody in charge now and people in charge now that know exactly what the hell they're supposed to do and how to build a winner. And if you're a fan, you got to love it. And if you're just a New York football fan, you know, you pull for the Jets and the Giants, want to see them both do well, this could be a fun fall heading into winter. Baseball ain't going to last forever, as we know. That'll be over one way or the other in the next month. Then it's all about the football. And these two teams are giving us a ride that looks like none of us really bought tickets for when they went on sale. But that's okay. We can still jump on now. 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. Football calls when we come back. Derek Ross's show, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I mean, I know there's been a lot of talk, and, you know, we've talked about it on our show. Like, well, 
you know, November 1st is now a few weeks. I can't believe, by the way, November 1st is only like three weeks away, which is just insane to think about. But that's when the trade deadline is in the NFL. And the Giants, you know, we didn't think that that start was sustainable or is sustainable. But Barkley is playing out of his mind right now that there might be a team out there that wants to acquire him who thinks that he could help push them over the top and make them more of a legit threat and legit contender. If you're the Giants, if somebody was willing to pay a hefty premium as far as draft capital is concerned, even like maybe a third rounder, you would give it serious consideration or multiple picks. You do it. Now I'm not so sure. Right? I mean, this they're building something here with this team. You know, Christian McCaffrey, you hear it, you know, because Carolina, that organization is, you know, they set that thing on fire already. Matt Rule fired today. Defensive coordinator was fired as well. And now apparently Christian McCaffrey's name is already up for grabs. Robbie Anderson's name is supposedly there to be had as well in trade talks. Um but maybe not the Giants. Maybe this Giant thing, you see it through. And I understand, look, I'm not going to pay. Even if Saquon is on this team next year, you still don't overpay for a running back, and especially a guy who's come off a couple injuries because you never know how this thing is going to play itself out. But even if you franchise Barkley next year, and it's only a one-year commitment, it's still relatively manageable. The franchise tag this year for a running back was $9.5 million. Next year goes up a little bit, what, no more than 10 probably? And if he's going to have this type of season, I think you could digest that. Giants are going to get some cap relief in the offseason, finally. But boy, has he been good this season. I mean, Saquon Barkley's had an all-pro first five weeks. All-pro. And that's a credit to him, too, with everything that he's come back for. And when was the last time we could say that both teams in this city were fun to watch? When was the last time? Danny in Centerport, up next, 98.7 ESPN. Danny, how are you? Okay, Dan, how are you? I want to thank you for all your hard work uh, with, with my beloved Jet team. You know, Dan, listen, I, I'm, I'm 53 years old, man, yeah. 45 of them being a, a Jet season ticket holder since I'm eight years old growing up in Queens and going to Shea Stadium, okay? I'm ashamed to admit it, and, 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 you know, let me get this out. I'm ashamed to admit it that I have not been to a game since Adam Gase took over. My last game as a Jet fan, just to show you how hard I bleed green, yeah. was taking that nine-hour ride up in 2018 to Buffalo, thinking that we were going to win that game and I was going to see a playoff victory. That is the last game that 20, I went That was to. 2015, as a matter of fact. 2015. Sorry, Dan. Okay, yeah. so that's the last game I've been to, and I've bled green with this team my entire life since I'm eight years old. Do you wow. know yesterday morning I was on StubHub and Ticketmaster because I gave up my tickets when Gaser. I was literally at 6 in the morning up trying to get my wife and my daughter and myself a ticket so we could go to that game yesterday because I just had a good vibe. And I'm sick to my stomach that I, I didn't make it happen because it was just so hard to do but that being said you hit every point so perfect in opening and talking about the Jets about where they are with their skilled position players and how good how good Douglas has done and getting this quarterback to be mature and and protecting him and growing this thing we actually are showing that we are a true organization like we are resembling a football team here we are going to have meaningful games my birthday was last week Dan I haven't had an October game that meant anything to me and, and I can't even tell you how long. We have not had skill position players for almost two decades that match these guys right now. At least a decade, but if not two decades. I am so stoked about the fact that we just seem like we're getting – I'm not delusional, Dan, by no means. 
playoffs, blah, blah, blah. I just want to see them grow, grow this quarterback, believe the system, and give us something to be proud about for once in, in the 45 years that I've, that I've been rooting for this team. And I thank you for your time, Dan. I appreciate it. Danny, I appreciate it. And, and look, yesterday the atmosphere was tremendous at the stadium. I knew um, middle of last week they were expecting a big crowd. Um, that could be, you know, the win all over the Steelers. It's a division game, so a rivalry game. You have, you know, visiting fans. There were some Dolphin fans in the building, but they were being drowned out by the Jet fans yesterday. Um, and I'm sure that sales are going to be good for the Patriots in a few weeks. You know, there's Patriot fans, but if the team keeps playing well. They play an exciting brand of football right now. You know, and with, like you said, the quarterback, they have done a good job of surrounding him with the pieces necessary to develop. Like, we just got done talking about Carolina. Look at the disaster that they've built or tried to build, for lack of a better term, down there with the Panthers, right? First it was Teddy Bridgewater, then they go out and they get our buddy Sam Darnold, then they go out and they bring in Baker Mayfield, and none of it worked out. None of it. So three quarterbacks and three different, think about that, three different starting quarterbacks in three years, all of which you went out and got. It's not like you turned it over to a rookie that you drafted. It's like, okay, kid, now it's your time. No. That's why the coach is out of a job. And maybe they learned from the previous regime as to what not to do with a young quarterback like you had here with the Jets because Sam Darnold really didn't have all that much of a fighting chance, if you ask me. Now, he hasn't exactly taken off on his next stop either, but you see all this talent. And you look at all the – and how much individual skill position ability that has been brought into this organization just the last two years in the draft alone. And, the, you know, before you say, oh, well, this one guy, this is our, like, shining hope. Like with the Giants, you know, there's a lot of, like, young guys and guys who are stepping up to the plate here and making plays on offense at the skill positions, right? Bellinger's a young tight end. He's made a couple of catches. You know, the the guys off the practice squad we talked about, Slayton, who's been a forgotten man. But all the guys that the Giants brought in, the big-name players, the Galladays, the Wandale Robinsons, the Kadarius Tonys, guys like that, they haven't played. You don't know what you have. That's why it's been Saquon Barkley basically by himself. By himself. But with the Jets, I mean... Pick your poison. One week it could be Garrett Wilson who dominates like he did in Cleveland. Last week, Corey Davis made the big catches in the fourth quarter. Elijah Moore's a guy who really hasn't gotten going all that much, but you know that he's got that game-breaking ability. Braxton Berrios got involved yesterday, made a big play there. You look at a two-headed monster at running back with Brees Hall and with Michael Carter. You know, the tight ends have proven they could catch the football. Tyler Conklin, C.J. Uzama got worked into the offense a little bit more yesterday. All that for the quarterback to work off of. And so far, there's been five games. I think they've had five different starting lineups or five different combinations on the offensive line here. They've done a nice job. And they got a winning record. Chris and Beth Page up next. Let's talk a little giant football. Christopher, how are you? Dan, very good. Uh, you know, I like that previous caller because he almost mirrors me as a Giant fan, as he being a Jet fan. I'm 59, although must admit I've seen a lot more winning than he has and with Super Bowls and stuff. But the last 10 years, we've pretty much been the same type of franchises. And, uh, you know, just hiring bad GMs and uh, bad coaches. And it's amazing we're both being lifted up at the same time. Like, I mean, it's like some somebody's it's fun, isn't magic it? dust on us. It's fun, isn't it? Excuse me? It's oh, fun, it's so isn't fun. it? It's and I find myself, like, I was so relieved when the Giants won yesterday. I was so happy. 
I watched the whole Jet game, and I was rooting so hard for them. Like I like it's you feel like a brotherhood almost. I'm not one of those Giant fans that you know doesn't want the Jets to do well. Like I'm I'm very excited about the Jets. They're fun to watch. And but anyhow, um, <clears throat> a quick couple Giant points. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see what Wink Martindale has in store for Jackson next week because he's practiced, you know, against the guy the last yep. couple of years, right? And he's seen he's seen everything he has. So, and I I love Wink Martindale. I think thank God he never went to the Cowboys to become the head coach a couple of years ago when it was rumored he was going to be there. Um, he to me is the MVP of the whole organization. The Giants have given up I think an average of five points in the second half of the five games this year. They didn't give a point up to the Packers yesterday, and they haven't given up more than, I think, a touchdown in any of the other four, you know, previous games. He makes amazing adjustments. He really does. I just I just watched the game downstairs again for the second time. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers was going three and out, like, in the second half. It was funny. And then he had that look on his face. And I just, like I said, what do you think Wink Martindale is going to have in store for uh, – Jackson on Sunday. I, I think, you know, when I looked at the game on the schedule, I said Giants are going to lose this. But now I'm looking at it, and I'd be very disappointed, actually, if they didn't win the game, to be honest with you. That's where I'm at now as a Giants fan. Well, Chris, thanks for the phone call. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, oddly enough, Baltimore has been a better team on the road this year than they've been at home. You know, they've blown a couple of big leads at home. Buffalo, they let the Bills score 20 unanswered. That was last week. A few weeks, a couple of weeks before that, it was the Miami game. Remember, Miami scored 28 points in the fourth quarter to beat the Ravens in Baltimore. So they're a dangerous team. He's a dangerous player, as you could imagine. The thing about the Ravens, though, this is a different group. It really and truly is. Like, this isn't, this isn't your daddy's Ravens, meaning their defense is not that great this year, in all honesty. You know, the defense is really struggling so far this year, and that's uncharacteristic of the Baltimore teams. You want to say it's just because Wink Martindale's not there? I mean, they've also been hit with injuries, especially especially in the secondary. They've been decimated. Is that an opportunity for Daniel Jones in this passing game to get going here? Perhaps. Perhaps, but you also got to get some of these wide receivers on the field because I don't think that this is sustainable. Baltimore, by the way, has the worst pass defense in the NFL this year so far. They're giving up almost 300 yards a game through the air. So you would think naturally, okay, how do we continue to exploit them? you got to get some of these receivers on the field and make Daniel Jones' job a heck of a lot easier. Jimmy's in Jersey City. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Jim, how are you? Um, what's going on, Dan? I like the name of your show, the uh, title of that's pretty good. Um, yeah, how about that? You put I'm somebody's Dol- name in the title. Crazy. <laughs> I'm a Dolphins fan. And uh, the Jets won yesterday, but they were 0 4 the previous four against Tua, against Tua, and mm-hmm. what two and ten, two and ten, two and ten in the last twelve against them. Uh, Jet fans are taking into consideration who we had on the field yesterday, correct? You're talking about the quarterback, the string quarterback. No, 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 two starting cornerbacks uh, on the outside, as in Xavier uh, uh, Howard and Byron Jones. Howard didn't play, right? Exactly. And Byron Jones is still out. So, I mean, the Jets won the game, and I think McMichael gave us uh, Sally a little little gift there yesterday. Dan, when's the last time you saw a game? I'm 58 years old. Mm-hmm. You saw an open and play when my team got the ball, first possession, a safety, where a guy got untouched, no, no one within 10 feet of him, he gets sacked for a safety, then all of a sudden he's out of the game and he got to bring your third stringer in. 
Well, I, I mean, let's be honest, though, Jimmy. You know why that happened? It was because your team's medical staff completely blew it with Tua. No, no, Think no, no, no. That's all. That's all been cleared up, Dan. Where you been? Don't you read papers? That's all been cleared up. Jim, Everyone's Jim. been cleared. Unfortunately, and, and thanks for the phone call, here's the problem. If that happened yesterday to another quarterback on another team, right, maybe you have a little bit of a different act, but because it was Tua, and he became the case study of all this thing. The NFL and the Players Association, remember, the Players Association fired the guy who was the independent neurologist. So it's almost like karma if you're the Dolphins, that it had to happen again the first time we really saw this take place since the Tua mishap. It was the Dolphin quarterback. So there was no shot Teddy was coming back in that football game. No shot. I mean, how would that have looked seriously if, like, they, if Tua leaves the game, he's being evaluated for a head injury, all that stuff, and then he comes trotting back out onto the field in the second quarter, given what just happened with Tua? But, you know, look, I, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's one game. You know, it's one. I know who the Dolphins didn't have in the game yesterday. I think everybody who watched that game knew who the Dolphins didn't have in that game. But you know what? They're not going to cancel the game either. I can tell you who the Jets didn't have in that game and who the Jets didn't have in the game for the first four weeks of the season. Right? They played the first three without their starting quarterback and somehow won one of them in miraculous fashion. They're on their, what, last week they were on their fifth offensive tackle this year. Think about that. Five offensive tackles in the first four weeks of the season. It's not the Jets' fault that Joe Douglas made an unbelievable home run pick and Elijah Vera Tucker and the fact that the guy could play and kick ass at any of the five positions on the offensive line and he could move him around like a Swiss Army knife. Not, not his fault. Right? It happens. I'll tell you what would be great, right? And I think any Jet fan would sign up for this. I think even any Dolphin fan would sign up for this. Week 17, not week 17, week 18. 17th game of the season, week 18. What is that? January 8th, down in Miami. Wouldn't that be fun if it was for all the marbles or maybe the last playoff spot in the AFC? Jets at Dolphins. You know, everybody healthy, everybody plays, and then we'll see what happens there, right? But you got to get there first. A lot could happen between now and then. A lot of twists and turns in an NFL season. We'll come back. More of your calls at 800-919-3776. And we'll also got to talk a little Yankees. Because, oh, by the way, they got a baseball game tomorrow night. Right? They're the only team in town that still plays baseball. Believe it or not, they're still baseball. Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. 
and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I just watched something two minutes ago with my own two eyes that I didn't think I would ever see. Chiefs are playing the Raiders. Chris Jones coming off the edge makes a great play to get in on Derek Carr from behind, strips some of the football while he's bringing him down. However, Christian Jones, who's a 300-pound man in midair, could not pull a matrix move and contort his body to where he couldn't land on Derek Carr, which is only natural if you're sacking him from behind, you're also going to fall on top of him. And in the process, also got the football too. They threw a flag on the play, and they called it roughing the passer. Because as he was bringing him down, he landed on top of him. I, I mean, we've really lost our way. As a sport, we really and truly have. There was nothing excessive. There was nothing violent. There was nothing beyond the whistle. That was, for decades, textbook on how you bring down the quarterback. I mean, there was he didn't go low. He didn't hit him in his head. He didn't make contact near the head. And these fans just have not let up in the couple of minutes since, as they should. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Go back to the phones. Jose in Newark. He is up next. Jose, how the heck are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. I'm a Jet fan. How can I not be doing good? Oh, Jose, it's a victory Monday. Again. Just amazing. Brees Hall was everything. I know Saquon has been all world, but Brees Hall, Brees was everything yesterday. I mean, he was a 200 yards, all-purpose yards. He scored a touchdown. I think he was a hair lash away from scoring another one. And I've been screaming at the TV, like, run the ball more when Flacco was throwing for 60 attempts a game and we weren't winning. I was like, well, why aren't you using this kid? Because he seems to be amazing. And yesterday he just moved it. Him and Michael Carter is going to be the reason why we're going to surprise a lot of people this year. I hope they continue to use those two in that way. But he was Jose, I, Jose, I got to be honest with you. And I know that collectively they haven't won anything yet, this group. They haven't made the playoffs. They haven't had a winning season. You know, big picture goals, they haven't accomplished it. But I, I, I can't tell you how far you have to go back where if all these guys hit their potential, the running backs, the wide receivers, where the Jets had this much skill position talent on offense at the same time. Yeah, and I mean, even on the Gasol was just as good on defense. He's been great since coming up. So I'm wondering if that GM could maybe in the next 24 hours get a maybe he could draft a closer for the Yankees tomorrow because we're going to need him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the only thing that scares me about the Yankees, and not not to switch off on you that way. Yeah. But I, and you know, you tell me. You know, as much as Aaron is great and that team, you know, Aaron, I love Aaron as a manager, but I'm really, really concerned of how we're going to close out a game when we don't even know who's going to close. I'm hearing Tyler might do it. I hear it's by committee. I've never heard of a winning playoff team who hasn't solidified their closer role, and that's scaring the crap out of me right um, now. I don't feel this. 
Jose, it's a little bit different now, man, and I thank you for the phone call as always. Uh, I'll take you guys back just two years ago. I know that it's a little fugazi about, you know, the manner in which the whole thing was orchestrated, but remember when the Dodgers won the World Series in 2020? I know it was a 60-game season. That's what I mean by fugazi. But you still had the normal playoff, and you had to go through the rounds and everything. But the Dodgers that year, remember who got the final outs of the World Series? It was uh, Julio Urias who's a starting pitcher because the Dodgers and Dave Roberts had lost faith in Kenley Jansen to be able to be the guy to get important outs. And in the postseason nowadays, you know, Kevin Cash was doing this over the weekend with Tampa Bay, even though they didn't beat Cleveland. But you use starting pitchers as relievers. You use relievers as starters if need be. You know, these were still kind of small sample size. Remember, they were best out of three. As we get a little bit deeper now, you're playing a best out of five. Next round, it'll be best of seven and so on and so forth. You're going to start to see a little bit unorthodox kind of maneuvering with the pitcher. So my point is, with the Yankees, with Boone, you know what? You might have a starting pitcher end up closing out a game depending on if they're available and they still got a few bullets left in the old arm. You know, like if Luis Severino is two days removed from maybe like a four or five inning start, maybe he's going to call on Severino to give him six outs out of the bullpen. And those could be the most important outs of the game and so on and so forth. You find any which way, any combination of arms to piece together 27 outs. It's not like that as much in the regular season, right? Because it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Playoffs are a sprint. They're a sprint. You've got to find a way to win four games. If it's a best of seven, three games, it's a best of five. And how do I get 27 outs? If you've got to use eight pitchers that day and you think that, you know, each guy is only good for three outs, so be it. This time of year, all hands on deck. I am curious to see, by the way, and we're going to get our answers tomorrow. I want to see what the Yankee roster looks like, you know? I want to see what Booney has up on his sleeves. You know that Chapman's not going to be on the roster. And you know what? Good. I say good to that because Chapman is a guy that I don't know how you can have any faith in. Yankees tried to give this guy how many tries? How many tries? And he was on the shelf, comes back, and then he gets his, a, a tattoo infection. And now it turns out that – and I was surprised because yesterday when this was happening, like we're at the game, I'm doing the Jets stuff, and, and that's all I'm locked in on. It's Jets, 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 Jets. That's, that's all I'm focused on. I, I didn't even know – swear to God, I did not even know – Rutgers fired the damn offensive coordinator until I got home that night. Like, hour after I got home. I'm, like, catching up on all the things I missed during the day. Fired our offensive coordinator right in the middle of the afternoon. I didn't see it, of course, because I was locked in on Jets-Dolphins. I digress. But Anthony Pusick, who, you know, does the Jet games with us, great job from the K show as well. And he's telling me down the line in the postgame show that, oh, yeah, Chapman's not going to be on the roster. Boone said that he missed the workout. He's not going to be on. I'm like, really? I was surprised that they were that honest about it. Usually they kind of like dance around it and they say, ah, you know, manager's decision, coach's decision, whatever. No, they came right out and said he didn't want to come up for the workout. And we said, stay the hell down in Florida. I thought that was refreshing, to be honest with you. Artie in Brooklyn. He is up next here on 9870 ESPN. Art, good evening. How are you? You believe after a Jet victory like that, I'm going to talk Mets. It's crazy. Well, you know why? Because because the Jet win is supposed to yeah. bring a little bit of balance to your life, Art. That's why you shouldn't yeah. get too bent out of shape, though. Yeah, I still don't like the third down and one spread offense, throw the ball 30 yards down the court, down the field. But all right, they still won. I mean, it's like. 
So if you if you I'll, ask I'll, me, if you ask me on that one, and and you yeah. go back and you want, and I don't want to single anybody out, but yeah. just from kind of asking around today when I was out there, if you go back and you yeah. watch the all twenty two coaches tape on that play, and I did. I don't think the first read was, hey, let's throw a 30-yard out to Corey Davis. Tyler no. Conklin was coming underneath wide on the left open. side, wide open, yeah, and wide I think I, I think two just missed him. Two just missed him. Yeah, I, you know what it is? I think Zach's got so much bread in him that he likes the big play, and it's the same thing that I, all, I also told you. This guy's got to realize that being on the field is the most important thing. And he's sitting there diving head first. He made the play. Oh, that was scary. Diving head first. And everybody I, loves I, it. When he went down, he Art, I said, to, I said to Greg, I said to Greg, get up. Like, you know what I mean? Because I, <laughs> I saw three guys come in on him head first. I said, get up. Get up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember if it was third down. But anyway, all right. But it, and it, as far as the might look. Yeah. I'm not gonna, how can you say that it wasn't disappointing collapse? You could say all that. To compare it to the Marlins, because I was there that day with, uh, with Glavin, the Marlins weren't a playoff team. They weren't playing for anything. You could argue, okay, first of all, the GM's got to take a hit because he went with, hey, I think we can make the division. We'll definitely make the playoffs. So I'm not giving up anybody. I'm going to get Vangabao back and Ruff and go with hoping the pitchers could get us where we want to go. And Naquin, and and try to go nickel and diming to try to improve your bullpen. So the Padres went all out. Now, you could argue Soto's not Soto. Anything you want to do, the Padres had to win this year. And you can't argue that the Padres weren't as good, if not better. Look at that lineup. It's not even close that Tatis was hurt, right? So that team and then the Braves, okay? The Mets, with, without making a trade, won four out of five against the Braves. I thought it was over. But if you told me that the Braves were going to win three in a row against the Mets in, in a playoff-type situation, that's a shock. Yeah. That's a shock to me. Look at the lineup. Listen, if uh, Alonzo and, and Lindor don't get it done, it's over. And then, you know what? They didn't get it done two out of the three games. It was over. You can blame Scherzer. You, you can know, blame all those guys. They got one are, hit. All right, you know what else? All right, you know what else? And and I got to hit a break here, but thanks for the call, my friend, as always. What's ironic about the Mets, the last couple of months of the season, what did we say would be the Achilles heel? The bridge to Edwin Diaz. Remember that? Because he didn't trust anybody in the bullpen. They didn't go out there at the deadline and bring in another arm that you thought would at least give you a little bit of confidence as far as a setup guy to get the ball to Diaz. What ended up spelling their demise? It wasn't the bullpen. It was the damn starting pitching and the damn future Hall of Famer that didn't get it done. Think about that. And speaking of not getting it done, I'll come back and tell you why I think the baseball gods right now are giggling. They're comedic. You know, they got a few funny bones in them. Baseball gods are giggling at the Yankee-Guardian matchup, and I'll tell you why. Dan Grosser Show, till the top, right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. So welcome you back here to the Dan Grosser Show, 98.7 ESPN. He gets to start game number one. You kind of figured he would, right? $324 million. He's going to get first crack at this thing. And then you'll have Nestor in game two. You'll have Louie in game number three against the Guardians. I said that the baseball gods are giggling over this one, right? That was a long time ago. Not a long time ago in the world sense, but in a baseball sense, it was a long time ago really early in the season. Remember that weekend series in the Bronx when Cleveland came in? Yanks beat them up. When that Saturday afternoon game got ugly. You know, the fans out there in the outfield, John with Miles Straw. Then the game ended and they're throwing bottles, throwing cans at, at Cleveland. Oscar Mercado. And Str- to where the Yankees had to go out there and tell the fans to knock it. Yeah, Judge, right? Forget about 62 home runs. That was probably the most uh, heroic thing the judge did all season. He's out there. Stanton's out there trying to calm the Yankee fans down. They're thinking, you know, we can bully the little Cleveland Guardians, right? Youngest team in baseball. Nobody thought Cleveland would do anything this year. When when that series took place, people thought Cleveland would have been lucky to win maybe 80 games. They had zero expectations. They had no payroll. Nothing was expected from that team. You were trying – Yankee fans were trying to bully Cleveland. Bully them and acted like jerks, too, for throwing stuff at them. So the baseball gods didn't forget that. And wouldn't you know it, all these months later, by the luck of the draw, way things work out. Everybody thought that, you know, it'd be a Yankees-Tampa Bay race second round. Collision course, right? Division rivals, they're going to meet again. Nope. Baseball gods had other plans. What do they say about karma, Right? What does karma always do when it bites back? Now Cleveland's coming back. Division champs. They've grown up a little bit. I'll tell you what. Take a pitch. I don't know how much Yankee fans have watched Cleveland this year. I'll tell you what. They pitch better than you do. Oh, yes, they do. That bullpen's a lot better. (laughs) Karen Jack in the eighth inning. Emmanuel Classe in the ninth inning. Five minutes ago, we had Yankee fans asking me, you don't even know who the hell's going to close games. You, you don't have anybody. Anybody. Chapman's down in Florida. He's doing some repair on his garage. You know? He's like, I'll sit this one out this, uh, this series, guys. You got it. I got, a, I got some drywall coming here for the garage. Fill some holes. But the baseball gods didn't forget how Cleveland was treated by those fans. And wouldn't it be interesting if Cleveland ends up having the last laugh here And wouldn't it be interesting if on a night in the Bronx in the next week, 
if it's Cleveland who's out there celebrating. And instead of beer and all other things being thrown at them like they had happen early in the season, if Cleveland are the ones throwing the beer and throwing the champagne, and they're doing that in the visitors' clubhouse at Yankee Stadium while they're celebrating the trip to the ALCS, and the Yankees are making plans as to where they could go on vacation, what golf courses they want to play, because they got all the time in the world because their season is over. I don't know if any Yankee fans thought about that. You know, I know that there's a little bit of confidence and swagger and, you know, even to a certain degree, arrogance that I think comes with being a Yankee fan because of what's happened the last 25 years. But I don't know. I just, you know, I'm doing my civic duty here. I would be irresponsible if I didn't at least float that possibility out there that you can have stored in your brain when you sit down to watch them tomorrow to begin that series, right? Possibility. You know, payback. It's a boop. Yep. See what happens. I think this series is going five, as a matter of fact. I think it's going to be good. Because like I said, they got the edge in pitching. And the lineup is scrappy. It is a scrappy group. Andres Jimenez, our old buddy from the Mets, he was like sixth in baseball this year in war. Incredible what Tito Francona has done with that team. This is not going to be easy for the Yankees. I'll leave it at that. How about Guardians in five? I went there. I said it. Thanks to Julian Kushnick. Thanks to Joe Leo for producing the program. Thanks to everybody out there who called, who tweeted. Remember, you can get me at Dan Gross at G-R-A-C-A. No show tomorrow. We've got Rangers. We'll be back Wednesday at 7 for a 90-minute show leading into baseball. Gordon and Larry are next, everybody. Have a great night. Dan Gross is saying so long on 98.7 ESPN.